0: This is Karen Hunter and welcome to The Hub. Hey family, welcome to the Confidence Series. This is episode two and in this episode, we're gonna be focusing on not resting on your laurels, not resting on your laurels. And here's why this is important. Um, Not resting on your laurels forces you to keep raising the bar in your life and raising the bar on yourself, challenging yourself, Accomplishing little things uh, periodically is the key component to boosting your confidence. Confidence is like a battery. Uh, It needs to be recharged frequently, not every day or whatever, but periodically it needs to be recharged in order for it to grow. And having little accomplishments, little achievements here and there actually is way more important to your confidence boosting and your confidence building than having these huge past accomplishments. you you know the the high school star star athlete you know he may have dropped 50 points on the on the field threw for like 2000 yards or ran for 3000 yards in high school gets to college maybe division 1 and is on the bench or gets injured god forbid and that usually sends that person into a spiral cuz not many people have figured out that this confidence game requires that you get back up and do something else right but for that star athlete their whole existence was on their performance on the field or on the court. And so when they are, o- are no longer able to do that, it really has a deleterious effect on their confidence and it, and it makes it really hard for them to come out of it. And you see them come back to the high school reunion, you know, 10, 20 years later and they're, you know, overweight and they're not really happy and, and, it's, and it can be tied back to resting on laurels th- from 20 years ago or the class valedictorian The super smart kid in your school goes on to, you know, uh, a bigger school where they meet other super smart kids and they're no longer the smartest kid in the bunch. And it hits their confidence in a way. And we've unfortunately seen kids who when the competition is so high they end up hurting themselves because they haven't figured out how to find little wins in other areas because your confidence depends on you making pivots and shifts and making small adjustments and figuring out ways to win no matter what it looks like. That is the important thing to take away from. Actually, the valedictorian of my high school uh, ended up going on to a a big-time Ivy League school, and she dropped out, which was a surprise to everyone. And several years after I graduated, I went through a car wash, and and she was working in the car wash. The valedictorian of my high school was working in a car wash, and— Valedictorian of my high school, who went to an Ivy League school, was ended, up wor- ended up working in a car wash. And I'm not saying this to disparage her or to judge her at all, but I say all of this to say that we can never just be satisfied with some major accomplishment in our life. We have to keep pressing ourselves to, to recharge our confidence. Confidence comes from recent past performance and accomplishments, not past past performance and accomplishments. And a lot of athletes, in particular, struggle with the transition in life when they're no longer able to play. They define themselves by that part of their lives, so much so that it, uh, you know, it, it, it just really debilitates them from becoming even greater. Um, athletes understand this, like Michael Jordan. I think about Michael Jordan. Uh, somebody who, physically gifted. Physically gifted human being, 6'6", physically gifted. Went to North Carolina, won a championship, came into the NBA, physically gifted. But what I want to say about Michael Jordan is he did not just rest on his physical gifts. Michael Jordan was known for being a beast uh, in practice and being a beast after practice, going into the weight room after practice. He was one of the first basketball players, and it became a story, who would go in hard after, after they've already practiced for a couple of hours and lift weights. So much so that he would encourage his other teammates, Scottie Pippen. When he got Dennis Rodman to start working out, that's when everyone took notice. But there's no um, surprise that the Chicago Bulls won so many championships. Michael Jordan didn't just rest on his laurels. He wa- it wasn't just enough for him to be a great basketball player. He understood that true greatness and sustained greatness required that he had to do more. So he did more. I think about Steph Curry, who people talk about all the time. One of the greatest shooters probably ever in the history of, of, of basketball the NBA. What does he do after practice? He still shoots. Now, Steph Curry could literally rest on his laurels. Championships, uh, scoring titles, maybe down the line, but definitely one of the best, most prolific shooters in, in the game, still shoots. Why? Because you can't just rest on the fact that you can do something. You have to keep working on the thing because we're all deteriorating as I'm talking right now. Unless you were just born, uh, you are deteriorating. And in order to, to continue to grow and to be better, you have to do something to make that happen. It doesn't just happen through osmosis. So confidence, confidence is built. And when I think about athletes like Michael Jordan and even Steph Curry, I also think about somebody like Allen Iverson, somebody who I really like and then I admire him as a as a person. He's one of the sweetest people I've ever met. But this was a a young man who rested on his laurels. He brought his, you know, teen and 20-year-old self into a league of beasts and didn't do more to get to the next level. Now, he was a standout football player in high school, came into college, took the NCAA by storm. When he came into the NBA, they had to change the way they dribbled the ball to accommodate this young man's talent. But he rested on his laurels and didn't take it any further. He should be in history, one of the top five players that ever live. At his height and his size and the things that he was able to do with that ball. And he'll be one of the top 50. But I don't think anyone would argue that Allen Iverson did not live out his best life as a basketball player or even his best life period. And his life isn't over, thank God. He still has a chance to pivot and he still has a chance to work on, on some things. But you know that Allen Iverson is living on dead confidence. And you know, remember practice? Practice. We're talking about practice. Yeah, practice, brother. Practice, more practice, working out. He didn't do the workout in the gym that would require his little body to sustain the pounding that it takes every single night in the NBA so that when he became 30, he could still be at the top of his game. He didn't do what Jordan did. And on on that front, Jordan didn't just rest on his basketball prowess. After that, of course, he became a businessman, owner of a team, So he was able to pivot away from the physical into something else. Another one, Charles Barkley, who, like Allen Iverson, never reached his full potential on the basketball court because he wouldn't work out and and wasn't disciplined and didn't do the little things that he needed to do to build his confidence in that area, and he doesn't have a championship, but he was able to pivot outside of that and is one of the most entertaining commentators in sport right now, Charles Barkley. But the person I want to focus on in terms of this confidence thing and and to kind of illustrate that is somebody that I think has read the stories that I've read about confidence because here's a guy that constantly reinvents himself and he constantly challenges himself to keep that confidence level high, and that's Kobe Bryant. Not only did he study Michael Jordan to perfection, and a lot of people criticized him. That was one of the biggest knocks is that even his tongue is out when he drives to the basket. But why not study perfection? People think that success just happens just because. It's luck. It is not luck. It is a work in progress. And for Kobe to study Michael Jordan down to the T, down to the tongue out, and I would even argue he was a better physical basketball player than Michael Jordan, more perfect basketball player. I'm not talking about his leadership skills, and I'm not talking about his personality. I'm talking about pure basketball. That gentleman figured something out on the basketball court, but when he retired, when he retired, that wasn't enough. He was able to pivot. 2018, Kobe Bryant won an Oscar, an Oscar, an Academy Award. He got into filmmaking. He made a short animated film called Dear Basketball, and he won an Oscar. He also won an Emmy for that. And now he's taking on writing books. He's working on a series of novels. He said, he he said, I wake up in the morning, and I can't wait to write. I can't wait to get to the studio. So here's a basketball player who played basketball at its highest level, five championships. He scored 81 points in a game, which is more than any other player in the history in the modern era. Wilt Chamberlain did it in the, in the previous era. And he could have just rested on his laurels. Kobe Bryant could have just retired and just rested on his laurels. He's got enough money. He could, you know, fly airplanes and helicopters or whatever. He he's got his children, his wife. He doesn't need to do anything, but he realized that life is a series of small wins, and if you're you're either in it, recharging your battery of confidence, or you're riding on dead batteries, dead confidence. So he challenged himself in these different arenas. Won an Oscar, won an Emmy. He even got into the tech space, into the, the business fund, uh, business arena, and his fund last year, 2018. $100 million. It earned $100 million. Kobe Bryant earned $100 million, but that's not even what I want to talk about Kobe Bryant. That's not even what I want to talk to to you about him. Kobe Bryant still at, at this age, he's in his 40s. He wakes up every day at 4 a.m. 4 a.m., Kobe Bryant wakes up, and he said one of the few reasons why he did it, the well first reason he said, when I first retired, I let myself go a bit, and then the challenge was, can I get back in shape? And without an end goal like an NBA championship or an MV- MVP award, it was really hard to get in shape. So he said I had to motivate myself differently. So for me it was like, okay, I have to aim for something. So I said I want to aim for size. I want to aim for bulk. And that's a tangible thing. So he gets up at 4 o'clock. Kobe Bryant gets up at 4 o'clock every morning to work out. But what motivates him is he has a goal. I'm going to get bigger. I'm going to get bigger. And he said the other motivation is his children. That's his extra motivation. He said your kids can't see how hard you work. You go to the office. I come to the studio. The kids aren't with me. They don't really see the effect of me getting up and going to these different places and doing the work that I do. He said, so how can we teach our children what it means to work hard? You do it through training. So I look at this, and I look at Kobe Bryant, somebody who clearly, you know, could rest on his laurels, but doesn't. So why are you? Some of you listening to my voice right now might be that high school player, athlete. You might be that valedictorian that never quite lived up to expectation. But here's the good news. You're still living. So I'm gonna put you in training uh, with this confidence series and you have some homework to boost your confidence. Over the next 30 days, set some goals for yourself, but make them really attainable because just as the small wins boost your confidence, the small failures hurt your confidence. They chip away at it. And I'm, I'm putting up air quotes around failures because I never look at failure like a failure. Failures are lessons, but they're only lessons for people who can build on them, right? But if you haven't gotten to that place yet, Don't put yourself in a position to fail. So, for example, if you feel like I need to lose 30 pounds, so over the next 30 days I'm going to lose 30 pounds, you're setting yourself up to not reach your goal, and you're setting yourself up to never reach your goal because that's going to chip away at your confidence every day that passes and you haven't reached that. So instead of 30 pounds over the next 30 days, how about three pounds over the next 30? Can you lose three pounds in 30 days? I think you can. Because every time you set a goal and you don't reach it, you've, it's a broken promise to yourself. And every time you break a promise to yourself, again, because confidence is subconscious, it's not conscious, it's you are telling yourself that you can't do it. So let's set our goals and make them. If you want to read, like I had a goal last year to read 12 books. I got to 10, so I didn't feel bad about it. But some of you want to read more. You're not going to read a book a month, maybe in one chunk, over the next 30, 30 days. How about just a chapter? How about instead of setting a goal to read a book a month, how about reading a chapter a day over the next 30 days? Just a chapter. That might end up being a whole book, and maybe not, depending on the book. And, and if, if the chapters are long, you know, break it up. Maybe do five pages or three pages, but make it something that you can attain. If you're in school and you want better grades, commit to studying at least 30 minutes, just 30 minutes a day. But stick to it, because if you don't, then you're lying to yourself, and subconsciously your confidence is gonna get hit, and then you're, in, you're gonna see that play out in the reverse of what we're trying to do, which is success. This is the last thing. If you're older, because you know there's studies about Alzheimer's and, and keeping the mind active and things like that, and I think one of the biggest things that ages us is that we don't continue to learn. And you know that saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Well, guess what? We aren't dogs so you can absolutely learn i don't care how old you are you could be 90 and learn something new and that's my challenge to you if you are you know of a certain age whether it's 50 60 70 80 90 listening to this podcast learn something new today that you didn't know yesterday teach yourself something and if it's so, and especially challenge yourself with things that you're afraid to do because again that fear is a lack of confidence. The reason why people don't try new things is because they lack the confidence to try new things. So we gotta always prick that by doing the thing that is gonna push us into and propel us into the success that we wanna see. So if coding, this is not even for people of a certain age, if coding makes your eyes glaze over, commit to over the next 30 days doing one line of code, one line of code, and you can go to YouTube and. There's many, many videos that will teach you how to do one line of code. If trying a new food, I know people all the time, I, they eat the same thing every single day, and they've been eating the same thing for the whole, their entire lives, and I don't like this, and this is nasty, and, I don't, and they've never tried it. I don't like Brussels sprouts. I don't like them because you didn't like them when you were 10, but you're now 30, you're now 40. And Brussels sprouts to a 40-year-old is different. There, there's several Brussels sprouts. I, get, I use that as an example because as a kid, I didn't like Brussels sprouts. As an adult, I love Brussels sprouts. But you know what? Guess what? You can also train yourself to love things that you didn't love before. And so I want you to try something new. I, I had alligator once, which I thought was disgusting. Um, actually, it wasn't that bad. Let me not lie. Alligator wasn't that bad, but I had never imagined that I would ever try alligator. Try something that you never tried before that's positive. Don't, don't try crack or anything, <laughs> you know. Try something that you haven't tried before that is positive And get out of your comfort zone and get out of your own way. And do these things because this is your life. You got one shot at this. So let's make it the best it can be. Stop resting on your laurels. Stop living in the past. Confidence is future-facing And we're going to continue this series over the next several days. And I hope you continue to join me and follow me on Twitter with the hashtag confidence, hashtag confidence. And let's have a conversation about it. Stay tuned till next time. I love you guys. See you later.